Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this Monday installment of Locked On Texans, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every Monday through Friday. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston 97.5. Please be sure to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24 on both Instagram and Twitter. And this your boy, John, some sports guy Hickman. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. And follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. We have a huge week, a huge show, and a lot to break down as a Nick Casario-led Texans organization has had a bright last few days, including a great Sunday highlighted by turning around their cap situation going from the negatives to now being the 10th highest estimated salary cap at nearly 30 million according to sportrack.com and of course that will be that'll change after these deals officially go through of the Shaq Lawson and Marcus Cannon and that's what we'll get to along with David Cully's press conference from Thursday we also heard from Nick Casario over the weekend as he sat down with 610 Sports Radio. There's a lot to digest and discuss over the next few days as Houston prepares themselves for free agency, making more roster cuts. And believe it or not, I believe trading Deshaun Watson between the first major round of free agent signings and the draft. And first, some news on how Houston improved their salary cap space, which has caused some great optimism on the tier of players they can bring in. We know they've been releasing players, reworking deals since Casario started as GM. But the latest move of trading Bernard McKinney for Shaq Lawson, Cody, swapping picks with New England for Marcus Cannon and reconstructing Brandon Cook's contract that saves the team $6.53 million in salary cap space. Nearly $10 million of Cook's salary is being converted into a signing bonus, lowering his $12 million salary cap figure. This move is one of several moves like Duke Johnson, Nick Martin, and others by Casario that has been simply brilliant, in my opinion. And then we also know that Friday, the Texans agreed to terms with linebacker Christian Kirksey on a one-year deal worth up to $4.5 million. Kirksey spent the 2020 season with Green Bay. He missed five games to start the season, but by the time he came back, he finished the 11 games, recording 77 total tackles with two interceptions four pass deflections, and two sacks. Houston also agreed to terms with veteran running back Cody, your boy, Mark Ingram, worth up to $3 million with the Houston Texans. Ingram spent the last two seasons as a member of the Baltimore Ravens, but last year he was phased out of the backfield because J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards really solidified themselves for Baltimore. Also, remember, Houston may not choose to go free agent crazy when Wednesday kicks off because they may want to get a comp pick for next year or use some of that salary cap that they just accumulated over the past couple of days to roll over for next year. And lastly, Vernon Hargraves is returning to the Texans on a one-year deal, started every game last season for a secondary that was really banged up throughout the entire year. 
I said it once and I will say it again. Nick Casario was not the general manager we all was hoping for, but he is by far the general manager that the Houston Texans needed. And I just want to give credit where credit is due because ladies and gentlemen and John, when Casario took over this job, the Texans were what, 15, $20 million in the hole. Now they literally have the 10th highest salary cap space heading into free agency on Wednesday. And John, as you alluded to, you know, when, when these deals get finalized, pretty sure the salary cap is going to go down a little bit, but they got a lot of these guys on a bargain. What I was saying last week, because the salary cap is going to be lowered across the league, the Texans are going to be able to get some pretty quality guys on one-year prove-it deals. Possibly knowing that most of them, like Garyon Conley, to show an example, will be in a position where they can prove that not only that they can still play football at a high quality level, but also hopefully try to cash in on next year's free agency class. So even if and when the Texans decide to move on from Deshaun Watson, I must say, and John, you might feel a little bit different. I am starting to get just a little bit more excited about this upcoming season because I, I'm just hoping that the Texans be competitive. And as of right now, and I know we have a long way to go for agency, the draft, OTAs, voluntary OTAs, and of course, the ending saga of Deshaun Watson and knowing what they may or may not get back in a return deal. I know there's a long way to go, but so far I'm looking at a team that I can truly say that they might be better than a 4-12 and season like we saw last year. And what I want to see the most is a team that's going to go out there and compete. And, John, you mentioned the guys who the Texans brought in over the weekend, including my guy Mark Ingram. And we're going to get into all of that on tomorrow's show, talking about what these guys can bring to the Houston Texans moving forward. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree. I think this team will be more competitive. Uh, we have to understand that the quarterback situation is going to be a monumental one, right? Because ultimately, you, this team doesn't go. The greatest Houston Texan team we've seen, it still didn't make it to the next level because they did not have a, a Deshaun Watson. This team does. And that, that's something that Casario will eventually address. However, the classic saying is Rome was not built in the day. Now, when Casario came in, a lot of fans, listeners, uh, people around the league believe that with this huge mess, Watson would not want to be here. You eventually are going to have to trade him, and the Texans wouldn't be formidable for the next maybe three or four years, especially with Watson being gone, the draft capital issue, and, and you know take everything into account. The Texans will have a cap space around $13.6 million. That's estimated. They'll still have money to use in the free agency, addressing other needs, but he's addressing the needs that Houston needed to address it. How many times did we say Zach Foden should not be here next year? Unless he's playing center, if they have, you know, if they have confidence in, but ultimately overall, Zach Foden should have not been a Texan for the 2021-22 season. He addressed the right guard position. We just lost J.J. Watt. You're not going to get a J.J. Watt back, but what you can do is bring talent to that position. You also want to look at the linebacker. You get rid of uh, Bernard McKinney, who's going to hit a lot against the cap. Now you have Shaq Lawson in that trade, but you also brought in Christian Kersey, the center position for Nick Martin. That was an issue that we wanted to have fixed. That Justin Britt is a one-year deal. Uh, Mark Ingram, a one-year deal. So he's getting the, he's bringing in talent right now uh, at different ages, different parts of their career. 
to see if you still have it and how long can we keep on to you. I can't wait to see Shaq Lawson for the future. I can't wait to see Christian Kersey for the future and finally get Terrell Adams back, who you who we heard from on Friday. Casario is doing a great job. Really quick before moving on, and this literally just popped in my head, but John, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm not going to say I'm changing my mind because we all know the main reason why he wants out of Houston is simply because the relationship, the trust has been broken between him and ownership. And that is a very deep issue. However, if I'm Watson, I'm pretty sure at some point he has to start looking at the moves that Nick is making and saying to himself, maybe just maybe I might be better off staying here in Houston because look, just look at this offensive line. There is a great possibility that whoever's under center is going to have a pretty solid old line to protect them. You have Laramie Tunsil, you have Justin Britt, and you just traded for Marcus Cannon. And oh yeah, you still have Titus Howard, who last year had a very solid year. So it's going to be interesting to see how is this all going to play out? Because rather it's Deshaun Watson or not, whoever's on the center for the Houston Texans are going to be maybe really comfortable playing behind this offensive line. The odds on who's Houston going to have on the center is still something you can make a little bit of money on. And I decide that you go take a look at that. If it'll be Deshaun Watson, if it'll be somebody else, Watson is still currently the only quarterback on the roster, but odds, betting, everything. BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. With football over, you still have the NBA, college basketball with March Madness, and the NHL. They're all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. March Madness is here, and that means bracket challenges. Join our Locked On Listeners Bracket Challenge group on ESPN. Submit your March Madness picks, be your favorite host, and if you win, you will get a guest appearance on Locked On Today, our daily news podcast. The link to join us in the show notes on this episode. Get your picks in today. I got to go sign up, man. I got to play that. Listen, I got so many ways to attack the David Cully press conference from Friday, which is, you know, what I wanted to get into. Uh, but one of which was how nervous and shaky he looked throughout the entire press conference. And I got word that he did a press conference similar to that, but with the ticket holders, and he wasn't appearing to be nervous and shaky. So I don't know what that's about, but I'm thinking to myself, he's either hiding something or avoiding saying something that the team doesn't want leaked. And I'll let you start, Cody, really, but listeners and Cody, get ready to disagree with me after this comment, but I don't feel bad for David Cully, not one bit. I'm not going to say I feel sorry for David Cully because this is what he signed up for. Now, I don't know what he was promised during his interview, but this is the hand that he has been dealt with. However, to me, it was uncomfortable to be a part of this and watching Cully because him and Nick at the same time, I feel there are acts to fix the relationship with Deshaun Watson. And it's unfortunate because they are not the reason why Watson wants out of Houston. 
And I see a lot of people talking about Cal McNair and, and, and Jack Easterby should have been up there with David Cully doing that press conference, especially knowing how uncomfortable and nervous that he did look. However, knowing that the draft is coming up, knowing that more importantly, free agency coming up, knowing that this is a team that I'm pretty sure they're still trying to figure out some way, somehow, could they fix the relationship with Deshaun Watson? Those are the last two guys you want to hear from. I'm sorry, that's just how I feel. However, when you look at David Cully's press conference, I do want to say this. It doesn't matter if it was Cully. It doesn't matter if it was Bill O'Brien. It doesn't matter if it was Vince Lombardi. Any coach would have gave nearly the same political answers on every question regarding Deshaun Watson. However, I do want to point out that a more experienced coach would have handled it just a little bit better because there's no way in hell David Cully could have went out there as the head coach of this organization and say he did not know anything about Deshaun Watson wanting out of Houston or the negative perception that this organization has, not just in the NFL, but just around sports in general. Because it doesn't matter who speaks, anyone who speaks on behalf of the Texans organization need to be careful and make sure that they do not put themselves that make them look vulnerable in a position where a team or teams around the league might say to themselves, the Texans are ready to move on from Deshaun Watson, which means we're going to hold back on what we can offer to get Watson to be a part of our organization. Let's just say, for example, the Miami Dolphins, everyone who read my work on ESPN Houston or listen to me here on Locked on Texans, know that I believe the best deal for the Texans is to move Watson to the Miami Dolphins. Get back three or four first round picks. You get Xavier Howell, who I believe is going to turn into one of the best defensive backs in the league. And of course, you get Tua back in return. If the Texans would have went out and gave a persona that they are ready to move on from Deshaun, that potential package that is out there, might have went down to, let's say, two first-round picks and just two. Because at that point, the Texans lose all the leverage because every team know that they are willing to do whatever it takes to move on from Deshaun Watson and to end this saga. For me, let me start with, I just told you of the moves this team has made over the course of the last few days to get better. That's number one. So I don't think this team is sitting ducks and plan to be competitive next year, more so than what they were last season. Number two, for me, after watching that press conference several times, David Cully went from being clueless about the situation to now I'm almost certain he's playing coy about the Deshaun Watson situation. Regardless of what we think about both sides, there's no way you're comfortable with saying that you have no contingency plan in place after starting the interview by saying any conversations we have with a player it's private and not to go on to elaborate, elaborate on it. NFL reports are always more fire than smoke. And he's right in the mix of a burning house. Not only is he seeing the reports of Watson wanting out and not wanting to play for you. Speaking of David Cully, he's been directly involved in conversations. Um, so I don't take Casario or Cully as guys who can't take a hit. But for him as a coach, he's looking at it like this. It's for me to know and for you to find out when it's time. And I, and I like that. Watch this. You notice how early on in the press conference around the one-minute mark, he deferred Watson questions straight to Nick Asirio. And guess who wasn't there at that time to answer those questions? Nick Asirio. And by the way, we will get ready to discuss the Casario interview from 16 a.m. shortly because he kind of said the exact same thing. But Cully's presentations of answering the questions was in textbook because of how shaky he looked constantly 
But for the people who feel bad for him, I get it. First year as a head coach, and you walk into a situation in Houston where across the street, you know, we're not too far from your stadium. Uh, Steven Silas has walked through. Your star player who drives the franchise, drives this team once out, and there's nothing you can really do about it. But I don't feel bad because I fully trust the right GM is in the place to make this roster and team really competitive. So that's why I don't feel bad for him. Uh, I trust Nick Casario is going to get this done. Uh, there was much more to take in from this press conference that we will get through throughout the week. Of course, I loved what he said about bringing in free agents. So that's a discussion in itself. Every free agent deal so far, for the most part, has been a one-year deal, which is very important. We have been telling you about Bill Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Bill Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein and high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of the bars. Now it's time to find out which Bill Bar is the best. It is Bill Bar Madness. Go to BillBar.com or to at Bill underscore bar on Twitter. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BillBar.com. And check back to see who's won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Don't miss the biggest stories from around the NFL as Monday's Locked On NFL host Peter Bukowski interviews the local experts on the biggest story from around the league. Big wins, shocking in this top performances, and unexpected developments get in-depth analysts and insightful breakdowns from those in the know every Monday on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast. You know, we definitely have to discuss the Nick Serio interview with Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast on 16 on Friday. Uh, and for me, I like him in his background. He's not a guy that was around a winning organization for a year or two. No, he's helped build a dynasty and be an integral part of the Patriots championship organization. So a certain things and a certain way of business, he's going to do things here in Houston. And I love that. Uh, you're getting your staff comfortable is one thing that I get from him. Note the Mark Ingram signing. We'll get to that a little bit more in tomorrow's episode. But he and Cully has a relationship with each other. I can also see Houston looking into possibly bringing in Mike Williams at that wide receiver position. And we really don't know how confident Nick Casario and James Campen, along with David Cully, are confident in Max Sharpen. And so Trey Turner is also a guy that spent time with James Campen and Pep Hamilton for the Chargers. He's not going to give you much, but that's okay. We've seen impressive work in 60 days of his hiring. He is really focused on getting this team better right now, using the resources and good decision-making tools. Um, also, he's not committing to, to a rebuild, right? A rebuild normally takes – like the Raiders are still in a rebuild, and John Gruden has been there for three seasons, and they've yet to make the playoffs. The Giants have been in a rebuild. He doesn't see that for Houston. He's not foreshadowing a rebuild where it takes – three or four years. He's looking to get this team turned around and competitive and actually playing some winning football this next season. Will it happen? We don't know. Because like I mentioned earlier, you still need a quarterback on this team. None of these pieces are going to go anywhere without a quarterback in this league. But that atrocious defense from last season, he's working on fixing it. And he's mentioned that in the 
interview, those are the things that I mentioned earlier, but this interview gave me the thought of he is not waiting and you're not going to get anything out of him. We'll find out things when it's time to find them out on a major scale. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Give us a call at 737-471-6148. Again, that's 737-471-6148. Let us know how you feel about Nick Casario now. Huh? You was talking a lot about him behind his back, but he here he saw you. He, he's here to stay. So again, that's 737-471-6148. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.